Gottlieb. He's involved in a number of businesses. He's a great role model. Telling it like it is. Giving you both sides of the story. This is Cats at Night. Great American, a great New Yorker. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. This is John Katsimatidis. This is Cats at Night. And uh, this is the number one show at 5 o'clock. And uh, we have a great show for you again today. And... This is a TriCast that we're broadcasting out of WABC Radio Studios, 770 on your dial, wabcradio.com. Also, W970 AM, The Answer, and WLIR. And uh, in the studio with us is a common-sense Democrat, Judge Richard Weinberg. We have Chief, Chief, How are Tony you, Carbonetti. How are you, Tony? All good. And uh, <laughs> Congressman Peter King. And uh, everybody's waiting for action. And... Uh, we won't put any boxing gloves. We're just going to go with the flow today, I guess. Uh, and my uh, my good friend Rita Cosby on on my right. Uh, Lydia is out with the sniffles today, and uh, we have a nice show today. We we have an awesome show, John, and I'm thrilled to be with all of you guys. And what a big news day too, with everything happening with Elon Musk and Twitter and. Russia and polls. There is so much politically. We've got a great show. We've got Bill O'Reilly, the great Bill O'Reilly, who's coming up in just a minute here on the show. We also have uh, Leora Levy, who is a Senate candidate in Connecticut running against Blumenthal. So that's going to be interesting. And the great pollster Doug Schoen is going to be here talking about some brand new numbers. Uh, Also, President Trump held in contempt. We're going to talk about the politics of that and a lot more. And Kathy Hochul dropping in the polls. And also Bert Flickinger, great consumer advocate and also economist, managing director at Strategic Resource Group, talking about the economy. And we wrap up with a great show, as we always do here on Cats at Night, uh, Congressman Ronald Estes, Republican of Kansas, talking about the border, the economy. Boy, is it a blockbuster day. And I understand that we have the great Bill O'Reilly, who is joining us now, too, also to talk about the very latest. Uh, Bill, great to have you here on the show. How long is the show, Rita? Eight hours with all those guests? <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. He wow. packs it Bill, in. Bill, I started at 6 o'clock this morning. I yeah, I mean, King, King alone can do two hours. <laughs> you don't even need me. That would be great. <laughs> I just want to mention that uh, my new book, Killing the Killers, will be out uh, May 3rd, a week from tomorrow. Secret War Against Terrorists. and um, Congrats. Yeah, that's going to be Bill, gonna what's be the one a, thing you found out in researching the book that you, you wouldn't have known or, or or you were surprised by? Well, this week is the uh, anniversary of Boo Grabe. In 2004, CBS News broke that story, and it, you'll all remember how much controversy that caused, where the CIA was using what they call enhanced interrogation on terrorists to get information. What we found out was this heinous al-Baghdadi, the head of ISIS, who um, raped Kayla Muller, the young Arizona U.S. relief worker, and subsequently ordered her murder while her parents suffered and grieved in Arizona trying to get her released, they would not have found him if not for enhanced interrogation, which still happens. And there's a lot of classified information in this Killing the Killers book. Um, And that, to me, was the most important thing that we found out, how they tracked down U.S. Special Forces and killed Ag Baghdadi, one of the most horrendous individuals ever to walk this planet. Bill, you know, Nancy Pelosi condemned those so-called enhanced interrogations. 
We went back and looked at the transcript. She was on the Intelligence Committee when the CIA was describing those interrogations, and her criticism was they didn't go far enough. Now, four years later, she was saying the exact opposite, of course. Yeah. Well, you know, this we get into Kayla Muller because I wanted to personalize the book for every American right. and, and to see that this poor girl who's trying to help people in Turkey foolishly crossed into Syria, got kidnapped by ISIS, and what happened to her. And wow. when you read it, I think you're going to change your mind about enhanced interrogation. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think the reaction is going to be, uh, Bill O'Reilly, to uh, um, this blockbuster? Because that's interesting that it continues. What do you think the left is going to say after this comes out? Well, even today, I mean, you know, ISIS still is functioning, and so is Boko Haram in Africa and al-Qaeda in Afghanistan. Well, the left will attack me no matter what. I could write a recipe book, and they're going to attack <laughs> me. So, um, but Too I don't really care anymore, you know? I mean— Success is the best revenge. I've sold 19 million copies of my books. So, you know, whatever they That's say really doesn't matter, does it? Absolutely. That's great. Now, what about what about also, Bill, um, one of the things, speaking of uh, bad guys, um, you wrote a great column recently where you were talking about Putin grandstanding, um, especially here he is, you know, is Eastern Orthodox Easter. There he is standing next to the leader of the Eastern Orthodox Church and, you know, doing the sign of the cross. I, I don't know how you felt. I felt like puking when I saw it because the, Bombing the people on Orthodox yes, Easter. Uh, unbelievable. What's your reaction, Bill? And, and share with us, because that was fabulous. The, what well, you said was, was powerful. I had the same reaction when the Catholic priest scandal broke, and people may remember that mm-hmm. I am responsible or was responsible for getting cardinal law booted out of this country. That's right. Um, you know, he died in Rome, and I went after him with a ferocity um, that was necessary. But, you know, I am a Christian, and um, as John well knows, uh, it was Easter Sunday yesterday for the Orthodox, and there you have at midnight mass in Moscow, Putin— um, making the sign of the cross, and, you know, he has truly risen and all of that. And then I'm looking there, I'm going, I don't know if Jesus would, uh, you know, really countenance this. Um, I don't want to be judged. I don't want to judge any human being. That's not what I do. But it made me sad as a Christian to watch this hypocritical display, and, and it makes me angry that the patriarch of the Russian Orthodox Church, as we talked last week on uh, Katz's program, sanctions this uh, brutal, murderous invasion of Ukraine. And, you know, when you have a Christian leader doing that, the whole Christian faith wobbles. And so it did make me very sad. I don't think the patriarch of the Moscow has a choice. Too bad. Yeah. Then he should go down. If he's going to lead the Christian church, you don't do that. There's no moral authority on the part of this patriarch. Yeah, and if he has to be nailed to the cross, he has to be nailed to the cross. You don't want to do it, resign. Yeah, it is stunning that he has been actually vocally saying he supports the action. I mean, that's well, John, what's been John amazing. Is correct that Putin might hurt him, but I don't think so. The 100 million Russian Orthodox, and you take out your leader, I think that would be the end of Putin. But be that as it may, if you're going to put yourself up as a leader of a Christian religion— and you are sanctioning murder, no. What do you make of the fact the Pope hasn't really gotten that engaged either? No, he has, Rita. I don't think that's fair. A little bit, but, uh, but know, I wish he, he did he more. Out and 
He's come out pretty strongly and, and, and condemned, and so has the Greek Orthodox leader. Yeah, no, the Greek has. Um, they, they've condemned it, but you've got to understand something, that um, the Pope is responsible for Roman Catholics in that area. So he doesn't—I've never seen him name a name. You right. know, when he criticized the United States for uh, border, which he was wrong on, the Pope, um, he didn't name Trump. Um, I've never seen him do that. But he has criticized the invasion. Listen, I was critical of the Pope, so because in the beginning he was sort of waffling a bit, but he has severely criticized the invasion, but he doesn't mention Russia, doesn't mention that, Putin. So and yeah, he doesn't mention Xi in China because there are Roman Catholics in China. He doesn't want to bring down wrath on them. And then everybody goes back to, um, you know, the Pope uh, in Hitler times. Well, what is he supposed to do? I mean, the Germans could have marched in there and destroyed the Vatican in three hours. Um, he couldn't say anything. It wouldn't have been worth him saying anything. But underground in Germany, it was the Catholic priests who uh, were doing most of the funneling of the Jews and others out of that country. And also that, has been under, also. that has yeah. been underreported. Yeah, uh, Bill, let's, let's change topics. Um, CNN is being torn apart by the new owners. Uh, Twitter looks like uh, there could be a whole different philosophy of freedom of speech. Uh, Disney stock went from 190 down to 118, 119. Is the woke culture coming to an end? Well, it's an excellent question, and I deal with that tonight on Common Sense, the Elon Musk situation, which is extremely important because Mr. Musk now becomes the second most powerful person in the United States of America, right behind the president. So he, he becomes a tremendous force. So we brought in, I guess, a guy who knows Musk pretty well. And the guy says Musk is going to lift the Trump uh, banning. But Trump has said this afternoon he doesn't care. He doesn't want to take on the, uh, a hit on the stock he owns yeah, well, and go back to Twitter. Um, what I care about is that it was wrong to ban Donald Trump right. from Twitter. We all agree. And he'll be back on if he chooses to go on. I mean, I don't care whether he goes on or not. Uh, it doesn't matter to me. Um, but people have to understand how powerful that is. 6,000 tweets a second worldwide. Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot. Bill, uh, uh, the other thing. Gee, you know, I must be getting Alzheimer's. I've been working all day. Um, you did the early show. I and did the yeah, early you show. did. Boy, you, you guys all did a great job on the early yeah. show. Uh, there was another thing, important thing I wanted to talk to uh, Mr. O'Reilly about. Uh, well, we're talking. Right, why don't you continue? Yeah, we're, we're, we're talking. Uh, there's a lot with border. There's a lot with the green energy new well, deal. Well, the Siena poll is interesting. So the Siena College up outside of Albany, uh, when I was on a Marist college football team, we used to play them every year. It was interesting to go up there. Um, it's a pretty good poll, and um, it definitely shows Hochul is uh, losing support all across the board. Um, not only with Republicans, but big time with independents. And that's going to really matter when she runs in the general election in November. I think she's going to get the nomination. I, I can't see anybody not uh, anybody beating her in a uh, Democratic primary. But, you know, this Nobel law, she could have done a much better job on that. And yesterday or over the weekend, um, these two guys in Brooklyn were caught with guns, loaded guns, big guns. And they go in, they get out, Nobel. Are you kidding me? Right. I mean, this, this is the kind of stuff that 
every New Yorker, no matter what party you're in, we have to stop this. And if Hochul doesn't understand it, she doesn't deserve to be governor. That's, I agree. That's it. Yeah, isn't, the, isn't this what she was saying, Bill? It's Tony Carbonetti. Uh, when there was the subway shooting a few weeks ago, she was standing there like an idiot talking about guns, but she does nothing about it. That's she right. doesn't her, hold her anyone's feet to the fire. Tony was, this stops here, this stops now. And everybody in unison said, oh, you know what? Exactly. Idiot. You know? Because – these politicians, unfortunately, we've seen this in New York so many times. It's all about them. Right. It's all about them. You know, it's not about the, the poor kids getting shot down in the street. It's, nope. oh, oh, the progressives going to get mad at me and my fundraising going to go down. Which is, she better be more scared of the common sense uh, Democrats and Republicans. Uh, Bill, I, I remembered uh, labor. Has Washington authorized labor to go under attack? Is that going to back them up? They're after McDonald's. They're after Starbucks. Uh, Amazon is having a, a, a problem in Staten Island. Um, but this is the Ocasio-Cortez thing, right? Yes. Well, well, she, this is, this started is just on Amazon. The, yeah, this is the Karl Marx playbook. That's what this is. I mean, you know, Ocasio-Cortez, oh, I'm a socialist. No, you're not. It's like the Blasio. You guys aren't socialists. You're communists. You want you want everybody. You want outcomes, guaranteed outcomes by a government, whether it's federal, state, or local. That's what you want, and that's what communists peddle. So I, when I see this stuff, I, I mean, I don't even take it seriously. Once Ocasio Cortez killed that Amazon plant in Queens, that would have mm. made it. So much better for working people in that borough in every way. Once she did that, it was over for her. I don't want to hear from her again. Yeah, and she was out there with Bernie Sanders My my favorite comment when she killed the Amazon plant was, we're going to take that billion dollars and use it towards education. She didn't understand it wasn't a billion dollars. Right. No one was giving it to them. It was tax breaks. Right. Well, it's all vitriol. It was so bad. Yeah. I mean, look at small businesses – Every part of the borough of Queens right. would have been improved. Plus major jobs. 25,000 right. high-paid right. Go jobs. back to that community 20 years from now. It's going to be the same as it is right now. And almost well, it's, going be, it's going to be worse for the poor everybody. because they're gentrifying it now, and the poor are not going to be able to live there anymore. But if the poor could elevate themselves into the middle class, which is what I did and most of you guys did, right? Yep. That's yep. the ticket, not communism. Oh, God. And if uh, if uh, they succeed in having the Amazon company so unhappy with the politics Amazon, of the Bronx, they'll leave, it, it, Amazon, they'll leave the Bronx. Amazon has 5,000 locations. They can close down Staten Island and say, you know, screw off. Yeah, and forget buying, it. And they're buying space out on Long Island, Bill. No, they're Long buying Island, in the Bronx. Jersey, no, no, they, no, but in the where, but, but, warehouse you know, in Long Island. They you know, it's an interesting point you're making. Long Island has changed. I think the uh, the original question to me was, by John, was, is the woke culture dead? And the answer to that is no, because the media still drives that. Wants to silence opposing points of view. Wants Trump off the board. Okay, so that's not going to go away. But Long Island is a real interesting study because Nassau and Suffolk counties are now approaching four million people, and it's almost all middle class and working class people today. Still, I mean, yeah, you got the dopes out in the Hamptons and all of that, but it's 
primarily the same kind of economic status that I grew up in, in Levittown. Bill. All right. And and this the folks here of all ethnicities, by the way, Long Island's a melting pot now. They've had it with this progressive stuff. And you can see it. You can see it local elections, state, and, and you're going to see it in November, too. Both Nassau and Suffolk are going to go heavily Republican. Bill O'Reilly, I'll be listening to you at 9 o'clock tonight. Bill O'Reilly's on from 9 to 10 on WABCradio.com, 770 on your dial. And our uh, you and Rita Cosby at 10 to 12, you guys are number one on our, show, on our uh, network. How, how could I go midnight wrong? on WABC? How could I go wrong without Bill? I have, I have Bill at Zalita. Nah, don't me? give me that, Rita. You're good. Oh. But 9 to 12 midnight on WABC, unprecedented ratings. I mean, people have never seen ratings like this on AM radio at night. And then from midnight to 5, you're dominating then, too, the people who can't go to sleep. Oh, that's <laughs> it's a good problem to have. And, but, and Bill, again, your book is coming out. Killing the Killers is coming out again when? May 3rd, a week from tomorrow. I want everybody to check it out. You'll be happy you did. Well, we will be, and we'll be throwing you a big book party when you want. And thank you so much. And we're going to be taking a break. And when we come back, we come back with uh, Doug Schoen. Doug Schoen, Democratic pollster and now strategist. Absolutely. Lots of big news. We're going to talk Twitter more with him and also some of this new polls, too. Lots of details. Do not go away, anybody. Cats at Night continues after the break.